Nobody's Famous Podcast. Okay, and we're three, two, one. All right, guys, and we are back on the Nobody's Famous Podcast. I'm back with a very, very special guest today. She is a singer-songwriter. She's been practicing music at a very, very young age. Uh, she plays football. She does poetry. She paints as well. So many different things. My guest is Sara Shafi'i. Thank you so much for being with us on the show. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I want to get right into it, uh, Sara. Um, there's a lot of different things that you've, it seems that you've attempted in, in, in your life, which is, which is amazing. And um, like here on the show, we always want to show both sides, you know, the success and, and the failures and that also try to um, let people don't worry about the fact that you will fail in life. I mean, there's a yes. lot of things that only well, success comes through a lot of failures. Um, what, what do you think about that? Definitely, definitely. Um, hello, okay, some people, they do uh, climb the ladder of success extremely fast, but uh, that doesn't mean that they haven't had failures. And some people just takes a while for them to reach the top. But nevertheless, there's always um, failures in order to reach success. And I've, I've been there myself. We, we all have. You know, and, and even if, let's say, a person magically does reach success without failure, will they feel the true feeling or emotion of success? Like, will they be able to experience it, you know? Yeah, I think that comes a lot with, uh, with the, you know, this thing that I actually wanted to talk about on one of the shows is imposter syndrome. People actually do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. I kind felt of, that. But, what, I but, felt but, that. but why, why did you feel that? Well, uh, with the, let's start with, let's say, two scenarios, which is the pebble and the performances and singing. So when I first started performing, uh, singing, I was very nervous and I felt imposter syndrome for, a couple, for the first couple of performances because I was like, I'm not a performer, I'm not a professional, what am I doing? But then I reminded myself, in order to reach professionalism, that level of being a professional, I have to be a beginner for the first couple of times no one starts a professional so that sort of uh helped the feeling of imposter syndrome die down when it came to the pebble business i first started it and i was like i'm not a i'm not a company i'm not, I'm not a business owner what am i doing <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing but then i also reminded myself that businesses also start from square one it's the look the packaging the professionalism your manners with the customer the way it all looks it's what makes it a business that's professional you're uh you're being down to earth and genuine with customers you know that's what makes it a business company or whatever you want to call it so you have to start somewhere so that helped me erase the imposter syndrome feeling so. I love the way you explained it. What's what's funny to me is I'm only like, this is the first year I learned about this term. I didn't know what imposter syndrome was. Like a friend told me about it. Did you realize like that that's what it was? Because for me, when we started, let's say, I'll take the show as an example. When we started doing the show, there were some things that I didn't know, but the way I approached it was I'm just still uneducated about things. I didn't feel 
that I'm an imposter. I just felt like, uh, I felt like maybe, maybe I did feel that way, but I didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't know such a thing existed, but did you, did you know what it was? I didn't, I only recently, like around this beginning of the year or end of last year, um, learned the term imposter, <clears throat> sorry. And I didn't know what that was called imposter till recently, but I did feel like a fraud. And I was like, Sarah, you're not a fraud. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not lying to anyone. You're not cheating. You're not doing anything to be a fraud. It's not like you're painting some Mona Lisa and like calling it the original. But it did feel like I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. But at the same time, I like I said, I reminded myself that you're not born a professional. You're not born a multi-million dollar company overnight. You know, it's uh, so there's no reason to be feeling that way. It's because of, I believe that people sometimes feel uh, feel this way because of how society and social media invalidates and invalids people. Like uh, if people modeling, how many people model? Men and women, freelance, not necessarily signed to a contract. But a lot of people would be like uh, an Arabic saying, with a professional camera. And that invalidation applies to a lot of things. Oh, you're a football player. Basketball player, I'm in the school, and i So this constant invalidation, especially in the Arab society, can lead to people feeling this when they want to start a new project, a new hobby. So it's all about um, just reminding yourself that everyone starts from square one. You know, it's okay, you're learning. To reach that point, you know, it's, you're not being a fraud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you yeah. for for shedding some light on that. You opened up a lot of topics, and I don't know where to Sorry. begin. No, which is no, it's awesome. I think I think uh, you you really did, and I want to take it step by step. But um, you know, just to touch on something that you you said, it's the voice in your head. Funny enough, it's the voice in your head, but the same voice can also tell you or remind yourself that it's okay. But we tend to always listen to the. Uh, the negative voice and the voices yeah. outside and I really like that you touched on social media as a point because you know maybe somebody might not react to a photo that you posted let's say taking the model example somebody might not react to that photo but then they see you later they're like oh so you're a model now okay well, tell me you know um, why don't you just tell me what's what's your issue with it why, why can't I do that maybe I am becoming a model what's what's yeah. what's your issue with that you know and um, I'm really glad that you touched on that and and speaking about social media it actually brings me to my second question I want to go back to all these things that you mentioned okay. uh, but uh, my, my, my my second question to you here is um, actually I want to put some context to how we we met which is which is really funny I was I was doing some research for my work about the Saudi music scene, okay? And I was doing a lot of research on different uh, artists, all, all that kind of stuff. And then your name came up. So I was like, okay. Yeah, how? You know, I wanted to ask. I don't know. It was just through, it was just through research. I mean, uh, I can't remember exactly where, but your, your name came up. And what's so funny to me is that was it for me. Like that was, that's part of the research. I had some other artists in my presentation, all that stuff. I was just doing some research. And then you... You found our account. I mean, I don't know how, but you found it. Yes, I remember. Uh, the BTXB Big Half. Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then yeah. you found the account. I was like, I, I, I know who she is. Like, I know, I know her. <laughs> I know who she is. So it was just the way that it, it, it kind of 
happened was like super random coincidental. And, and, very. And, and, yeah very coincidental and and this is where my my second question comes from is uh, when I when I checked your you know I was checking your Instagram account I noticed that you you had I don't know maybe you archived deleted everything and you started from scratch something yes. like that and my question is why did you why did you revamp or let's say do a refresher to your Instagram account like what was you know was there a moment in time was it imposter syndrome what was like what was the reason for you to do that um well for starters uh, i reached a point where i felt like i needed to archive not delete but simply archive uh previous posts on my instagram to start over now it wasn't imposter syndrome syndrome sorry it was more of, I, uh, I've i had my Instagram for a while now, since I was around, I think, 15, 16, maybe more. More, actually, around since the beginning of Instagram. And I've always had all my posts since, you know, all back in time till now. But I felt that in order to be true to who I really am currently, I mustn't linger and hold on to who I was in the past. I was a very uh, hippie boho person. I still am the shirt and stuff. Like I, I still am. I have a love for rings and I had at one point braids in my hair, uh, piercings everywhere. It's, um, it's just not who I am right now. It was uh, a phase I was going through experimenting, red hair, blonde hair, blue highlights. Um, so I just felt that it's not a reflection of who I am currently. Now, I know your past doesn't define you, but I do not um, feel the need for people in my present to know anything about my past that's unnecessary, that won't even help them to with information. You know, I'm proud of who I used to be. I, it's not like I'm ashamed, but I feel like I reached a new point and chapter in my life. And I, wanted my, I want my Instagram, uh, because it's one of the main platforms I use, the only actual platform I use to be an actual mirror reflection of who I am. You know, when I say mirror reflection, I say mirror in specific because um, social media does not necessarily show who a person is, but for me, it does. I am an open book with limits, of course, um, on social media, and I want it to be an exact reflection of who I am. Like, oh, that's so Sarah, that's so me. And uh, yeah, I decided in order to do that, I decided to start over you know so yeah. yeah yeah i think that's a very brave decision that you took i mean it's a very conscious decision as well and i think uh, you know i could you know based on what you said i can agree and i can disagree on on so many things in in, in what you said agree that um definitely uh making that type of decision is great and i think people could could practice it and and say to themselves like who knew you know that you can have a second chance at, at you know defining who you are right and I think yes. what you did as an example for that like people think that you can't people think that you're you're defined by um this is not just Instagram by the way I'm, I'm talking about yeah, in from general the start, from who you are yeah first, this is who you are yeah I just think I just think that this is where I agree with you I think that you know giving uh, having that ability to you know um just start from the beginning take things day by day or even even like forget social media but every day is a new chance to to make things uh, better and and we have that privilege where i do disagree a little bit with you is just the fact that 
not not that you are ashamed of your past, but people might think they might think, oh, why did she do that, or why did she, you know, and or people mm. might think, um, you know, that that uh, or, or I mean, at least for me, where I disagree is the part that, um, of course, you know, you put something out there, it's out there. But again, like for me, for yeah. example, I've done, I have archived some posts, I've done so and so. So I think. Um, What's interesting is even going through old photos or going through stuff that you've done, whether it's in your mind or, you know, remembering things with friends, you go like, oh, damn, I did that mistake. And you go like, well, well it, it happened, you know, at least because of that, I've, I've, I've learned yeah. something, you know, so, so this is, I think it's a great, you know, it's a great uh, concept overall that you've done. And I think people can navigate it many different ways. So, so, you. you know, obviously it's, it's, it's great. Um, See, it's not more it's not about the there were of course mistakes yeah you know, the blue hair was a big mistake <laughs> but uh it goes deeper than the uh superficial uh, first layer of photos that i want to archive you know my captions usually tend to be very long and uh i people who have followed me for a long time know that i've started over not necessarily my instagram feed but I've started over and refurbished or refurbished who I am as a person over four times. And each within the span of like two, three years, I keep, you know, and I do uh, publicly announce this on my Instagram or back in the day, Facebook, because um, it does help with the process. And it does show, you know, other people that, hey, you can do this too. If, if I want to look like this today and have a viewpoints and personal ethics and the morals are things that I stand with and by and for today but tomorrow I learn something new uh, and I educate myself and I'm educated by those around me and I'm influenced positively I'm allowed to change who I was or what I thought about yesterday you're allowed to be educated and be like oh I made a mistake I educated myself I'm now better you know so and all people they they're they're afraid or they don't think they're allowed to do that so yeah no, I completely agree with you. And I think it's uh, very conscious of you to make make those decisions, especially now that you mentioned you do them actually every two or three years. Just, I think, instead of yeah, people maybe... Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. you know, people, they go through they go through life and then they look back at photos. They're like, oh, I was a very different person back then. But you're, you're actually putting inflection points or let's say checkpoints in your life to say this is where i made the yeah. change this is where i made the change yeah. i think it's very very it has a very nice uh, self-realization about that and and staying on your uh, <laughs> that's great staying on your instagram there's two quotes i want to ask you mm. about so in in your in your bio you wrote what's what suffering is behind your anger and your anger and and so so my first question is obviously on that is what do you mean by that and then i have another quote but i'll let you answer this one first <laughs> okay this one uh sophocles is it's something i always uh had on my book bucket list i have a huge bucket list of books to read but i do like skimming through quotes um of the books that i plan to read without any spoilers of course and and this quote i came across uh, really caught my eye. I was like, oh, this is from the bucket list of the book I wanted to read. And it really spoke to me because as someone who has dealt with a lot of angry people in their life, in my surroundings, um, and as someone who at one point started becoming an angry person, <laughs> um, 
it all goes back to suffering, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. What suffering is behind your anger? What lies beneath the mask of anger that you put, you know, you show, you put a mask in front of your face and, and you write a label on it called anger. Anger, what, but anger uh, derives or, or stems from something much deeper than that, a wound. Like when, you're, when, you, when you bash your elbow or leg or foot into something, you scream in pain, but you get angry. So if you break the table, you'll kick it, you get angry. So that, that root, that stem, it roots and the roots go deep down into, into not one issue or not issue. I don't like the word issue. One uh, reason, one trigger, not, not necessarily one. It goes into many. It branches out. It's one root that just branches out into many things. And um, yeah, that's just, it just spoke to me. So it's just a question that I, that I put on my bio because it, it's really stuck to me. Like, yeah, that's so true. What anger, you know, like what suffering lies behind your anger? So. That's a great explanation. I think, uh, you know, I, I for one also have suffered from, from being angry uh, as well. And, and uh, I think you relating it back to, I mean, the example you gave, I think, is, is, is perfect that you, for whatever reason, let's say you, you bump your knee on the side of the table or something like that, the pain is what will make you angry or you're like, yeah. how stupid of me to, to do something like that. And I, I think it's yeah, very so what, important. In your, in your life, what's, what, what around you is making you suffer that leads you to being angry? Like, yeah, I think you pose a, nice a very... question to ask yourself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think this is a very, uh, very important question that, 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 that you ask. And that will probably be the path to help um, a lot of people to kind of, you know, ask that question, realize that are you are you manifesting this anger because there's something that's bothering you and you're not really discussing it or like I'm the type of person that I bottle up like a lot. Uh, and, you know, I just, you know, over the days pass by and then one day I'll have a bad day and it's, it's all of that, that stuff happening at yeah. the same time. So, so I think it's great to, to ask yourself that question, maybe even every day or every, every once in a yes. while to try to, try to Very. remove, at least in the case for me, remove the bottling up of all these different suffering emotions and then just, uh, you know, getting them out. Um, there's something uh, I won't uh, speak too much about, but I'll say it really briefly. There's something I really urge anyone um, to do, which is to ask themselves this question and write it down. Be on your phone, laptop, or pen and paper. I'm old school. I prefer pen and paper. <laughs> um, and write down in bullet points or scatter them around the paper or whatever. What What's making you so agitated? What's making you so angry? What are the things contributing to this anger? Not getting what you want is something you will have a goal. You can't reach it. Is it financial problems? Is it, what is it? Family problems, friend problems, mental health, you know, just whatever it is, whatever comes to your mind that makes you unhappy, that bothers you, write it all down. You know, that's just like step one of that. And uh, that's actually something I'll be talking about soon on my Instagram and my IGTV. So awesome. I will share that with you soon. Awesome. Can't wait. And I think that this basic step of writing things down um, is very good advice. I've done it myself before. And as well, um, uh, this simple act of, you know, writing things down and then visualizing all of these different things is, yeah. is so powerful. And, and don't even like if we're getting too philosophical here and like 
you know, somebody might be listening now, like, what are these guys saying? Just try to write down the tasks that you will do for a day. And then you will feel like, you know, I want to really achieve these things. And if you don't do them in one day, you can do them the next day. That really helped yeah. me a lot, even when I was uh, much younger. I just look at the different steps. And there's some exactly. satisfaction of crossing those things yes. out and saying also, that you've write done. both logical and illogical ways to reach that goal. Both ways. You know, mm -hmm. there's obviously the reasonable ways, which are, you know, like, okay, reasonable way. And there's an illogical way, which is like a fantasy way. My second quote that I really liked from what you have on your Instagram, I had to uh, do a bit of digging for this one, uh, uh, was I really like this one because I always hear this one a lot. I hear this one a lot okay. and I would agree or I would say to myself, I don't agree with it. I, I don't agree with it. So when you, you had it, I was like, yes, um, I think what she's saying here actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so I love this quote. You said, don't like don't take the advice fake it till you make it rather face it till you make it um, yeah i really love the way that you did this twist on it and i mean i never like i never have said to somebody like as advice fake it till you make it or um when i hear it i'm like okay fake it till you make it but what does it actually what does it mean Okay. Like it means, but uh, but you know, really explain what you meant with face face it till you make it. I I understand that, and I'm I'm very much about the hard work and stuff. But yeah, tell me your thoughts on it. On fake it till you make it. Yeah, but I mean on both that. if you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. I completely disagree. Why? By faking a smile, faking that you have something or possess something that you don't is not like manifesting it or envisioning it before it happens. Those are two completely different things that a lot of people clash and mix and merge. They're completely different. Manifestation is one thing, okay? Faking it till you're making it, till you're making it, till you make it is something else completely. When you fake a smile, for starters, you are, some people say, oh, you just smile at yourself in the mirror. You'll just keep smiling, you'll be happy. It's deeper than that. You know, um, smiling does, you know, and give positivity. But at the same time, if you're lying to yourself and lying to others, you are piling everything on top of each other and putting a smile on top of it. You know, you're basically not being truthful to yourself. It, it's okay to not smile for a day or two, or if you're just so overwhelmed, it's tough. It's, def it's, it's fine. A lot of people have this, uh, you know, viewpoint where you have to constantly be happy. You have to always be positive and happy. And yes, you, you, you can be both positive, but you can also be very, not negative, but very neutral. A person can be happy, but neutral. You don't have to have this giant smile on your face. That's one of the things. Another thing is, why would you want to fake it? Let's say a lot of people would fake uh, riches or things that they don't possess. Fake it till you make it. Okay, instead of wasting your time faking that you possess this amount of money or this bag or these pair of shoes or this car, instead of wasting time faking it, work hard to make it. Instead of waste, let's say if you're the kind of person that wants to fake, which is a very common thing, fake being rich or wealthy or loaded. Okay, instead of buying these little cheap items to show what you have, yeah. put that money on the side start a side hustle or just save them 
do something with it and with your time reach that point of being what you pretend to be and why would you want to lie to yourself as well lie to others why would you want to uh, have a whole charade just to post an instagram picture then once you put the camera down mm-hmm. you have the saddest feeling in your heart you know why would you you know want to pretend you know playing pretend خلاص we're not um kids anymore to be playing dress up you know yeah, this yeah. is re- yeah. a reality check and as harsh as that sounds this is a reality check the only dressing up you can do is on halloween and christmas <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> nice i like very specific on that no but uh, look your point is 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 very clear and and a lot of it comes from wanting to really like feel good about what you achieved and especially with 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 the, you know the the current environment that the social media has created and the oh. the visage and the you know the behind the scenes and all that stuff yeah. it it really adds a lot to to the pressure of of you know you have to be successful i've said this before on the show and i say it again i am the i'm the like i am the first person that looks on instagram and i start comparing and i start saying to myself mm, what if i did that what if i did this and if a day passes by and i i have not done something i feel that i haven't achieved and i'm the first person to beat myself up on this matter so um i feel like this... what you're doing though is self analysis from what I, i just understood right now it's completely fine to look at what a lot of people are doing I mean, like if i did this or did that's totally healthy that's actually really healthy and good to be you know self reflecting and analyzing yourself if you're the kind of person be like oh i suck this is terrible they're better than me i can't do this that's you know comparing mm-hmm. but i think what you're doing is healthy it's not uh it's not negative at all well i would like to say that you are the first person to tell me that and i think you're the first person to give me a new perspective so which I'm is glad. which is awesome uh because you know we i mean i really i just really agree with what you said you know face it till you make it and just you know face the facts you know um you're not going to be like you said at the beginning of the show you're not going to be successful from day one. put your head down do the work and i think you know a lot of people say that whether it's on other podcasts or they say it on social media or you see like a clip somewhere people say that kind of stuff but uh, but really at the beginning you know a lot of you know hard work that happens and let's say especially the first five years of your career five to six years put your head down do it's the work tough. Yeah, it, it's tough, yeah, it's but tough. really it will get you somewhere. It will get you some t- somewhere. You will earn respect. And a lot of things nowadays, it just makes people, yani, they, they assume that respect will just come out of nowhere. And it's yeah. not the case. It's not the case. You have to give respect to earn it. And it's uh, very important. So um, I'm really glad that you put this, this, this point up and we got to speak about it. Um, and I want to move on to... you know another another topic which i think interests you um uh here and that that's which we kind of touched on recently um is well, you just mentioned a bit about it is mental health um yeah. and and you know we've had discussions about it on the show i've uh, and frankly we haven't spoken much about it you seem to be like now having spoken to you um on the show you seem to be very, like this is something that you you really like to discuss and yet you're you yeah. understand and you have different viewpoints of it what what interests you about 
you know, mental health? And why do you think that it's, it's maybe it's slowly not becoming taboo, for, for example, here in the region for us, but yeah. what do you think is the taboo behind it? Um, well, for starters, I'm definitely a mental health advocate, Danny. I am someone who roots for mental health. Um, you know, I I feel like it's so important, you know, to it, 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 it's recently not become a taboo in the Middle East. It was something shameful, you know, as someone who uh, struggled and is still struggling with mental health um, and, and as someone who was in depression for a while, um and there's only recently getting myself out of it it's something that really needs time and a lot of people need to be aware of it i'm always on my instagram how my followers i'm spamming them with uh more than 40 stories a day posts view my viewpoints on certain things uh not necessarily all positive and sunshine but to bring awareness and to shed light on certain you know topics that you know that need to be to be seen um i think that taboo behind it comes from you know how EMs are men and I'm going to speak solely for the Middle East because I can't speak on behalf of you know the, the West um, in the Middle East it is it's it's it roots back from uh, sucking it up basically EMs are men a long time ago um, you do not hear your stories from your grandmothers or grandfathers who are my my in my past, we used to plow the farms with our own, you know, backs and without horses, and we used to never complain about it. Or we used to get beat up by our husbands or our wives, and we never used to speak about it. Or we used to be degraded in schools and beat on our hands and behinds, but never speak about it because it shows being strong. It all stems back, one of my favorite words, it all stems back to the root of the word being strong. The same way uh, it's apparently strong if a man doesn't show his emotion, you know? And same for a woman, this applies to women as well. And they're saying, yeah. if you're strong, you know, just don't you know, show any emotions. But to me and to a lot of people, it's weakness, you know? So I feel like we are now uh, being aware, you know, and we're breaking the ancestral cycles basically that um, have been passed down from generation to generation, we are waking up and breaking ties with that toxic cycle of ayib or it's, uh, it's shameful, you know, all of this. So I think it's really good to see people, you know, wake up and realize that they have to unlearn the same way they have to learn, you know, the same things in life. I think this is an amazing um, explanation that you've given. Um, I, you know, touching on all these points and just really packaging it in the way that you did um, is great. Uh, I think it goes both ways. Yes, for men and women, you know, uh, to appear strong uh, and just like suck it up and and not talk about anything that's bothering you is obviously very bad. Yeah. And it just builds and builds and builds. And, and you're right. I mean, especially with men, um, you know, now you're seeing a lot of these uh, men help sessions and people talking about that stuff i completely yeah. agree with it i mean even on on one of our shows we you know i discussed about uh some of my you know pains uh, openly and i think i you know it's it definitely would be great for people to set more examples or to start talking about you know um 
not you don't have to share everything in your life i think this is where the the mistake is but it's good to talk about it at a surface level at least with maybe somebody that you um can confide in whether it's publicly let's say on a show or a podcast like this for example you can only talk about the you know the touch points uh stuff like that but then you might find somebody that you can speak to in your own time and i think the way you uh, this you know broke you know broke it down where it came from um an an ancestral trait that it's it's passed down and teaching and and tradition yeah and i think it's very important yeah. yeah yeah i think it's very important to to point that I think what we're saying here is not to not honor the type of traditions that we've gone through, but just that. not to take not to take everything at face value. And if you feel talking about okay. these things will help you, then then you should. And I'm lucky that I'm you know I'm I'm surrounded by for you know to touch on your point even more. I think maybe you are the same. I'm lucky to be surrounded by family who who encourage uh, speaking about pains or speaking about issues and being open and and make the next step before we take this you know discuss the next step before taking it not just you know bottle it up um, uh, as as you said definitely there is one thing i do want to say though which i believe is the first mistake that people do uh talking about it isn't the first step a lot of people mistake that for being the Mm. first step because for some people they'll be like oh talking about it won't help of course it won't help why the first step is acknowledging. That's not another one of my say. favorites. You have to acknowledge, you know, everything first. You know, if you're just going to be talking to someone, you're just going to complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. To make things easier, a person should try and develop a little bit of self-awareness to just see, to acknowledge like, okay, I'm feeling X, Y, Z emotion or ABC. Okay. You don't have to have an answer as to why you're feeling this way. Just acknowledge it. Oh, even if it's a positive emotion, it's so good to train your mind. Be like, oh, okay, I'm happy right now. Not fast, full stop. You don't need to say why. If you're able to, if you've reached the point of being able to say why you're feeling happy, why you're feeling sad, that's great. Talking to yourself and acknowledging is the first step. Second step, if you feel like you're struggling to answer the why question, that's when perhaps you should tap into talking to a family member, a therapist. I definitely recommend a therapist. You don't need to be, you don't need to let yourself reach a point of falling over the edge in order to, for someone to rush you to a mental hospital or, or a therapist. Don't let yourself reach that point. Therapy is for also happy people. It's very healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's a, I, you're right i think acceptance is the first first step and if you've reached that point where you you feel like you know you're in despair then it's already now i don't want to say too late but i think don't allow yourself to reach that point so i, yeah. I agree with you on to so thank you for touching on that those points about mental health i think you you broke it down very nicely um i want to move on to I'm leaving. I'm leaving music till the end. I'm leaving music till the end. <laughs> I, I, I wanna. I wanna. I wanna touch on a bit about the entrepreneurship side, since we talked about success, failure, um, self-realization, and um, I wanna talk a bit about, you know, uh, your, you know, Pebble um, gift shop, Pebble Art gift shop, in 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 Saudi. What what was that? What was that like? you know, to, to, 
to see yourself as someone who's an entrepreneur now and what are the struggles that you faced? Like what advice can you give to people about that point? Well, um, it was a little challenging for starters because I started in lockdown. So we were in lockdown for a good four months in Saudi, I think, or three months, that even four months. And uh, I wasn't performing anymore. And I mean, okay, yes, I do have a lot of interests, but I wasn't motivated to do a lot of things. Um, the One of the struggles I faced was Arabic. I can't read or write Arabic. So a lot of the customers text me in Arabic. And I wish they would, yeah, they, you know, they send paragraphs, they send sentence by sentence by sentence. So I, on the other side of the phone, I'm copying and pasting into Google Translate to understand um, <laughs> to understand their order or question. Now, when they send voice notes, so sometimes I just tell them, can you please send me a voice note? I think that was just one of the biggest, <laughs> biggest struggles. I can't read Arabic, by the way. I think it's funny uh, because, you know, like you starting off a business, I think your your main struggle is to find somebody who can, you know, like a translator, where the others, people are trying to you know, <laughs> do marketing or do that kind of stuff. And I, this, I can't understand what you're saying. That's one of them. Another thing, I was in lockdown and I need packaging, <laughs> stickers, bags, something. Now the lockdown... I started this in the end of the lockdown when in the last two months that even where we had a curfew. So I was still able to go out and get mm -hmm. what I needed. But packaging was a big issue. I had to become creative. Uh, plain bags from uh, local gift shops that sell them in bulk with a marker, Sharpie marker, pebble.sa. That's the most I could have done. Um, pebbles wrapped in, uh, do you know that thing they used to wrap flowers? Yep. Yeah, the that kind of material? plastic, plastic kind of not plastic. not plastic, the material one. Oh, okay. Maybe if I see it, yeah, <laughs> I'm not Basically, good at wrapping flowers. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Basically, how to go to uh, places that get this material, wrap the stones up like a parcel as mm -hmm. uh, fast as it could in the bag. That was the packaging. It wasn't as professional as I hope it would be. But I gave myself the excuse, which a lot of people should when you're first starting out. It's okay. You're learning. You just started. If you're willing to pay for packaging from your uh, own uh, money uh, to start the company as a straight off, to boost the company from the start, great. If you're willing to play a little smart, wait till you get a couple of orders, you know, then from that money, invest in packaging and stickers, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Both ways work. So that was another thing that started with the language and the packaging. Um, delivery in Saudi, uh, I, you know, I feel like abroad it would have been easier perhaps for shipping and all of that. Over here, I decided to market myself. And now a lot of people go like, if they want to order something, then they find out there's a high delivery charge fee. They'll be like, oh, never mind. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I took advantage of the fact that, alhamdulillah, I have my driver here. And all the people that ordered so far are close by. So free delivery in Jeddah. If you are willing to pick it up, you're welcome to come pick it up as well. So I gave them that option. So paint, <gasps> paint, paint, paint. <laughs> we were in lockdown. We were in lockdown and Saudi, specifically Jed Saudi, Saudi, ran out of paint for four months. My business 
is all about paint. It's all about paint, yeah. Yeah. They completely ran out online and in stores. I was going crazy. So I had to make do with the Sharpie markers that were waterproof and uh, yeah, Sharpie markers that were waterproof and uh, graffiti markers, which are paint markers. So I had to invest in those because we had no paint. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that I was think my in, struggles. <laughs> I mean, in my in mind, I would have, I would have imagined so many different types of struggles that you, you would have said. But honestly, this takes yeah. the cake. Like you have some random, <laughs> random, crazy uh, struggles, which I think. What did, what did beyond? What kind of struggles did you have in mind? Let's see. No, let's I, see I, if, I uh, think like I would have imagined maybe you would have some of the regular things that people would go through is like you know the planning um pricing okay pricing was a struggle for me at first because my pricing isn't based on uh the size of the stone okay there's many there's okay there's many sizes i won't say them all now but um the basic ones are small medium large extra large extra extra large just around this big wow now uh there is a price for each stone approximately but they're natural stones from nature. So I can't really, uh, you know, no two look alike, as similar as they can be. So it's more of an amount of hours I put into the work and mm -hmm. the details. Like one stone that's this small could take uh, 15 hours nonstop wow. with just bathroom and food breaks. No, I'm, I, I, and I love it. It's meditation, especially because I, I'm not sure if you saw my most recent post on the Pebble page, which is like a giant stone. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's meditation because it's dot by dot. It really helps you calm down and focus, you know? So pricing uh, was, I struggled at first, but I, I got the hang of it, you know? So. I think that's, I mean, you know, like a lot of these things that you mentioned, I think it's very, um, it's a testament to how talented you are as a person that you... <laughs> Thank you. You're doing this plus, you know, you have your music and uh, I believe you're studying as well. I mean, there's all these different yes. things that are happening at the same time. So I think, I think it's very, um, you, you set a very great example for, for people and, and I've saved the best for last, which is, which is music now. And um, I want to touch on a few points, you know, before we, we have the closing, uh, a couple of closing questions. Um, so, so you have an amazing voice. I've listened to a bit Thank when you. the first time I, I saw your profile and um, even now a bit. And I feel you fit more into the, you know, um, the acoustic, like the wide variety of acoustic songs with guitar or even like, you know, the oldies, that kind of stuff. Um, is that is that your intention? Are you willing to like expand your craft? Are you looking at like maybe more commercial songs or is your voice versatile or is there stuff that we haven't seen? You know, I mean, you know, uh, just tell us a bit about that. Um, well, thank you for taking the time to listen to, to my to my music, like the covers I've done. Um, when it comes to the songs I cover, for starters, they, uh, the songs I sing aren't what I listen to. I'm a diehard rock, jazz, blues, heavy metal fan. Um, Who would have thought? Okay. And pop. Yeah, I, uh, I can't sing what I listen to, unfortunately, but... Uh, I do love old music, you know, 50s, 40s, 60s, like the before 2000s and 2000s, of course, with exceptions. Um, it's not on purpose, but it's just what calls to me. Unfortunately, I can't resonate or relate with uh, commercial music. Um, it's not something I would want to tap into, honestly. 
um, even honestly, if asked for a performance somewhere, if they want commercial, then it's not for me, to be honest. It's not, uh, it's not something I can really feel when I sing. And my voice doesn't suit it, especially because a lot of music nowadays is all auto-tune and uh, effects. And it's really hard to be singing that music live, you know, like unplugged. So there's that. And the original music I write, I do have original music. Um, inshallah, soon <laughs> I have an album oh, coming out. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. we're, wait, we're waiting on that. <laughs> we're waiting inshallah. on that. Inshallah. Um, and the music I write has nothing to do with what I listen to or cover as well. Perhaps, yes, there are some inspirations. Um, I can't name uh, or pinpoint a few be, uh, when it comes to my originals, but for my covers, I do have inspirations such as Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, Christina Aguilera, um, a lot of oldies as well. So yes, hopefully I'll be releasing that soon. <laughs> awesome. No, I think, I think um, you know, I don't want to, I want to dwell too much on, on those points, but I think, the, the reason why I kind of asked a bit about the commercial side or, you know, these things is you, you do have the potential to be a very unique artist in your own right. But there is some, you know, obviously there's some steps that you might not, I don't want to say necessarily get into the commercial side. You, you should, you know, obviously look at becoming an independent artist with your own label, all that kind of stuff and, and really um, showcasing um, your music to people in your own way. Um, I, I do tap into commercial, but before the year, let's say 2017, 2017 and backwards, yes. But anything recent, and, and they're very, very select songs like Sam Smith, perhaps, or John Legend. The, I do have a slight commercial, but if we're talking 2000, end of 2017, 18, 19, 20, I know nothing, unfortunately. I... Uh, I just, it's just not for me. No, I, I understand. I think you've kind of like, I, I would see you as, you know, um, the kind of artist who would make an impact with the, like a unique sound in their own right. Kind of like, and I don't want to sound maybe too commercial here, but kind of like Snow Allegra or like, uh, you know, that Shade kind of, yeah, we'll see. You, know, you should probably check them out, check them out, but you'll have like their own, <laughs> you know, uh, well, you know Shade, tell I'm me. I'm so you, sorry. You know Shade. No. Okay. Okay. You need to check them out then. I'm you check so them. sorry. What genre of music? It's like it's a bit of soul, but also like Shade okay. is kind of like soul. Snow is she's more. It's a bit. I would say a bit commercial, but she has some very, you know, interesting okay. types of takes. So, so, check them out. Let's see, and and you can tell me know. later if if I got this right or wrong. I, I tend to like to see where you know artists go and stuff like that. I'd like um, to. Ch I'll, I'll check them out. You know, and and. Um, my my uh, my next question on this, you know, before we go into the the closing, is what is you know, given like you know the you know with the pandemic, the lockdown, you know, all these kinds of things, you you made a very big shift also to start your own business. What what's the next thing apart from like you mentioned the albums? What's the next thing people can expect from you musically? I'm talking about musically. Is it is it more performances? Are you gonna you know just the album? Like what 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 can we expect? Uh, musically, oh, the album of course is one of them. Um, I haven't gone very public with my guitar playing um, as I'm I'm still in a beginner. 
but I do plan to come forward with performances, you know, live performances with my, with my guitar. Um, also some instrumental originals. I love writing instrumental originals on guitar. So um, that can be expected when it comes to live performances. As for my Instagram, I do vow and I vow to myself to be more uh, active when it comes to posting covers. Um, I won't be uh, releasing my original music uh, on, on like a little tease, like a teaser on Instagram, but I won't be posting them as uh, as uh, until they're fully like published and recorded properly. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. I think that's that's great stuff. We want to see what's what's upcoming. So first, firstly, I want to say, Sarah, thank you so much for joining on the show. It's been an absolute awesome talk with you. I do have a few more um, questions about the show before we close this off. And my first question here on this point is, why did you, why did you accept to be on the show? That's my, my first question. Okay. Well, for starters, I like the name a lot. And I want to ask you, um, uh, what's the, is there a thing behind the name Nobody's Famous? That's, that's the question I have for you before I tell yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, me and Alex, uh, well, we, we uh, he's my um, uh, co-founder. When we came up with the name, we really didn't want to restrict the type of people we would have on the show or even um, have, uh, you know, like kind of um, a notion that we need to only target people with the following or people who are celebrities or people who, um, you know, um, uh, people listen to to these types of you know uh, figures or like we didn't want people to feel intimidated by this type of show and also I wanted to expand the content as much as possible like we wanted to give ourselves the freedom to um, really you know just have any type of person on the show and I think a lot of it stems from the, the, the pure fact that I may have contacts. I can try to speak to people, but again, like who am I to reach out to celebrities? So I needed to start from somewhere. I have to start from somewhere where I can try to get um, anyone and everyone and, and really build on that, but also um, break down these barriers that people put up about fame and like really ask the question that what is fame? Like our show is a bit of a yeah. paradox also. It's like, you know, I would say to people, you know, the show is called Nobody's Famous. And some people's for initial reaction would say, oh, so you won't get famous people? That's not the point. That's <laughs> it, not the point. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's the name is more of a statement rather than it signifying who the guests are, if that makes sense. It's nobody is yeah. famous rather than, you know, everyone on the show isn't famous. So I think um, it kind of started off a lot like this and the beginning you know as you say you know fake it till you make it face it till you make it all that kind of stuff it kind of comes full circle here because a lot of us you know a lot of us at the beginning were you know me and alex were working on explaining the concept to people and telling them so and so and for they look up and you know in the sky and go like oh yeah yeah kind of makes sense you know and they don't give you that answer that you want but now you start to see you know two years on um things are coming into play and people are asking questions and, and using the name in a sentence, you know, and saying, you know, uh, you know, nobody's famous because everybody's famous, uh, all this different type of, mm. you know, they're using them in sentences now and it's starting to make sense, which I think um, is a testament to, you know, 
the type of message that we're trying to deliver. So, so I think that's, I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. And that's exactly um, why uh, it, it clicked. It rang a bell in my head when I read it. I was like, Oh, nobody's famous. I actually really like this, you know, and I saw the different kind of people you were, you know, you've interviewed and spoke with before and the music you've had people sing on your YouTube. And I, I think what you guys are doing is honestly amazing and great and it's much needed because it breaks that um, uh, commercial or stereotypical social media construct of who is famous and what is famous and, and how, you know, a lot of people seek these opportunities to be heard, you know, and, and uh, talk about things that they, who they are, what they do, uh, what they believe in, what they stand, in, stand for and who they, you know, ETC and they don't have a platform so i feel like this really does shed some light and give people these opportunities that you know perhaps they they'd be like oh i wish i could have done a podcast or been on a show with someone but i'm not famous enough or i'm mm -hmm. not known i'm nobody but i feel like um this does what you're doing here you and alex really does help um not define people but help people you know realize and get rid of that imposter syndrome that we were just talking about which is and make them feel like hey no you are someone it's not like you're nobody but nobody's famous you know what is exactly famous? yeah exactly um yeah that was the kind of paradox we like to play on so I'm, I'm glad that you you touched on it um and uh really my last question to you before we kind of close this is you know do you have any questions for me and it can be you know whether it's for me about the show anything like that so please now's your chance yes. <laughs> thank you so for starters, um, what made you guys, when was the moment of realization where either you or Alex or both of you together at the same time went like, we need to do a podcast about God knows what, you know? Um, it, it's, it's, I think it was a bunch of moments, you know, people, um, there is one defining moment at the end, but rather the story is very long. And I think this is, um, it goes to show like people come and they ask that question. They say, where's that moment where you guys, you know, or where's, you know, that, that time when you guys said, this is it. And it's so funny that uh, for us, it's a bunch of different moments. And really we only started discussing even a random different thing a year before we started, like me and Alex were in discussions about, um, I wanted to, you know, uh, be like a streamer. Like I wanted to game, online and 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 stream all of that on a twitch account or all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and he was helping me kind of set up um like a game room and we rendered it and it was amazing and and nothing ever happened like that was the first discussion that we had and we knew each other before but i know him as a very technical audio first type person and that never happened and it was just like one of those things where we discussed and we let it go and then I think there was somebody who spoke to me again and saying, if you want to do something like a show or whatever, speak to Alex again, you'll be able to help you. And that's where he kind of came up with this concept is like, why don't you do a podcast? Because he knew about my blog. I used to write about people and he was like, okay, why don't you do the same thing and follow, let's say kind of Joe Rogan style format. And why don't you do the same thing? And um, just, you know, do a podcast. And the thing is, when I heard the word podcast, I, I know what podcasts are. They're, they're audio first. And I'm a very visual 
person and I don't yeah. I, yeah I don't like to I don't like to only listen to something so then I was like okay on the condition that we're gonna do video as well and we're like okay great and again it was just one of those things where you talk you get excited and it it just it stayed there you know it's it really just stayed there only until I went to I went to Lebanon and it was my birthday I remember that year 2018 I was with my friend we were sitting kind of like very weird just just with my friend we were sitting like uh chatting in the lounge and I I see across from me and, and this is where the music why music is very much evident in in the show is I saw um someone who used to be with me in university and he plays music and I said to myself that's the type of person I want to get on my show somebody that mm -hmm. he's still up come up and coming he's really talented and I saw a few posts from him throughout the years. I'm like, this guy, like, he's good, you know? I mean, I, he's, I never expected him to play music. And I just thought, you know, it would be great to showcase him. So I hadn't seen him for like 10 years. I went up to him and I said, hey, man, how are you? It's been a long time. Uh, just a bit of chit-chat. And I told him, by the way, um, you know, I have this uh, idea of doing this show. It's called Nobody's Famous. I want to get people like you on it to talk about you know to showcase them and let people know that you exist and you're talented <laughs> and you you know all that kind of stuff and then his response simply was what are you waiting for and that was the moment because when he said that he was the last person to ever tell me that and what ended up happening was I Again, you know, this excitement when you're traveling and then before you come back home, you're like, I want to do this. When I get back, I'm going to do the diet. When I get back, I'm going to go to the gym. When <laughs> um, I get back, I'm going to start this business. It was all that kind of stuff happening through my head. And I just sent a voice note to Alex and I told him, listen, man, when we're back, خلص, we're going to start the show. We're going to do this. First guest, first show, all this type of stuff. And he, he didn't respond to me. You know, he, he didn't respond to me. Few days later, he sends me. Uh, he just sent me a video clip as a response to my my voice note, okay. and it was a video clip where he recorded all the equipment that he had bought. He just bought everything. <laughs> he bought like GoPros, mics, drapes, wow. you know, an audio mixer and all that stuff. And he was like, "Your move." No backing I, out now. Yeah, it was like he was like, "Your move." <laughs> I called your bluff, and I called your bluff. I called your excitement. It's your move. Um, so that's that's the answer to the question. That was the moment. And then after that, you know, I just scrambled as I did to find the first guest, you know, going through seven people, just burning through seven people trying to find somebody. Um, and yeah, I, I found the first guest and we did the pilot episode. And, and after that, it was just a show a week, um, you know, and, and uh, we've been going strong ever since. It, it, that was, you know, an amazing kind of moment for me because... I finally felt I was creating something that people can finally see because my blog was not giving me that kind of the, the, the energy that I, I, I thought that was in me. So that, that was the moment. That, that sounds amazing, honestly. It's, uh, it's great to see and hear that, you know, what you envisioned, even though it wasn't, you know, spoken about, then nothing happened. Just build up and, and you know, finally happened. Um, I wanted to also ask... Um, your first couple of episodes were you nervous uh and it's been around two years now you said since you're yeah yeah 
since it started. So when it comes to your first couple of episodes, were you nervous? Where did you get your questions from? And uh, from then till now, uh, what's changed when it comes to, like how have you, you know, over time when it comes to the way you set it up, the questions you ask, do you still feel nervous? It's a great question. And and I'll be honest with you, (laughs) I'm still nervous even to this day. So even before your show, I am nervous. It's it's just I think there are shows where I can I can manage it. There are some shows where I say to myself, and I think it comes with maybe me thinking that I'm either not gonna be my best. It's it's a mix of different things, and it's like, am I gonna ask the right questions? But when we first started, it definitely was, you know, I had a bit of nervousness in me, and it was just part of the whole process. And at the beginning, the first season, um, you know, you know, people who have been following us since then, I, I didn't write, I didn't prepare anything. There was just, you know, I knew the guest. Impromptu. I had a, yeah, it was very impromptu, improvised, and really have anything to prepare. I just get the guest and we do some chats. And then, you know, with season two, a bit of the changes happened where, you know, discussions between us were like, you know, prepare a few questions, do a bit of structure here and there. And I kind of reluctantly accepted that. And um, even till, to you know, with season three now, working on doing that stuff, I get my questions through whether I might look at somebody and envision a question, or I might check a bit on their profile, social media, or stuff that I've, stuff that have happened between me and them, it's a mix of different things. And I think a lot of the shows, if, you know, if someone were interviewing me and asking me, how did this show happen? Or how did this show happen? Even your show, and I mentioned it at the beginning, every single one of them, there's a very interesting story behind each show. And, you know, I think it's worth having, you know, a, a really like one podcast just talking about how all of those came together and and really, um, you know, I still get nervous to this day. And there's a lot of changes and struggles that we've been through, whether it was inconsistency or, you know, just posting because we had to post, uh, doing shows and, you know, um, not getting maybe the, the, the traction that we wanted. We've, we've been through a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that now we finally got to this point where you know, it's uh, you know season three with a new brand, new identity, and yeah. with amazing guests such as yourself, and all these different changes. And um, yeah, I think I think uh, I hope that answers your question. I think that we've really come a different way. And to answer your question, yes, I still get nervous till now, and I'll, every show is is like the first time almost. Every, there's always something new. There's always a challenge, and I think that's great because it keeps you on your on your toes. Definitely that i i really i'm really happy to like hear all that i can't add on that i do have one last question though what can we expect from you next the same question you asked me what's uh, next for nobody's famous and what's next for you as a person okay amazing amazing um so what's next for us is there's obviously going to be reunion shows and reunion shows when i say that i mean i'll get people that i've had on the show already and put them with people that um, they either know that have been on the show and just do one show with like three of the previous guests and just see how that's going to happen. You know, what kind of interactions, or it might be two old guests with someone new. So people can expect reunion shows. 
people can expect uh, you know more posts on you know on our on our accounts from so many different things uh, different uh, content interactions all that kind of stuff by the time this airs it's probably going to be you know merchandise on the horizon it's already in the works so people are can expect uh, merchandise very very soon um, so you can flaunt nice. you know uh, nobody's think- famous exactly and um, and really i think the next big you know, the next big technical step, I would say, is just to get back doing some of our live shows, uh, given that we've, you know, had to stop during the lockdown for the safety of everyone. Oh, so you I mean face to face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just doing, I mean, yeah, when I say live, I meant face to face. Yeah, but also doing a live show is in the works. And it just, I think that really depends on the type of guests that we're going to get and possibly look at having more than one on that specific live show. And I think, I think. Would you ever the, consider having a talk show, like an actual talk show? Like, Yeah, I think that's, that is to answer maybe your second question, which is what is next for me as a person? I think, uh, you know, the talk show would be great, uh, would be very nice way in a way the show is kind of like that already it's just that we don't have a um a, a, a permanent setting so it's a mix of things that where yes i want to have a talk show i want to put my voice over work more in the forefront for me as a person um a lot of that is is in the works so that's kind of like what it is for me uh what is next for me uh really Okay. Yeah. I have one last question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Outside nobody's famous. Who is Ali? Oh my God. Do we even have time for that? It's just too much to talk about. Um, My God. Um, That's a very long question. A long answer, actually. Outside of nobody's famous. I mean, you know, for those who have been been following me for a while uh, on the show and following us, will notice that I always try to add a bit of the personal touch to to the shows and talk about myself a little bit so they can know who I am as a person as well. And and really for me, um, I'm I'm a gamer, as I've mentioned many times. Uh, I, I, I work hard, I work in events. Uh, I do as much as I can to help others. Um, I don't like to see people in struggling positions because I was there before. So I... I um, do my best whether it's in podcasting my personal work or even my professional career i try to always help others and and really as much i'm i'm you know i'm i'm very much uh, this big big advocate of just hard work and i, I love music uh whether it's grassroots do you or play I, any instruments or sing i i sing i like to think that i sing and i'm apparently a low baritone so um, that's that's the the voice that that I've been told that I, that I am, <laughs> but I don't. I, it's not a. I wouldn't say it's a like a something that I do on a regular basis. Uh, I do sometimes try to sing with a friend. Uh, that's why music is very evident also on the on the podcast. It's, music is a special place for me on the show, and um, just in general, I think uh, I'm very much ambitious. I like to always. Um, travel or find the next step and and that very much so is is how I've lived my my life you know Um, whether I studied in in Lebanon or I studied in Spain I always took those as checkpoints like you did yourself with revamping yourself on Instagram those are checkpoints in my life to remind me that these are new chapters and I'm currently living the longest chapter in that in that process um, uh, before my next next big step 
Well, I hope, you know, as long as I, as I hope it's a beautiful one. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sarah, I, I, I want to say that this has been a delightful and lighthearted show. I loved having this chat with you. I really appreciate you taking the time um, to be on the show. Do you have any last words before I sign us off? Yes. Thank you very, very much, seriously, for uh, giving us all, me and the future people are going to interview in the past uh, people, this uh, safe space and open space to talk and freely discuss and uh, be our own opinionated persons. Um, it's a pleasure, Amjad, to be here. And I'm so glad, you know, we both like got in contact and we made this happen. You're an amazing person in the show. I can see it hopefully, inshallah, going so far, you know, and I can't wait, you know, to get that merchandise and wear a shirt of yours. <laughs> yes, yes, hopefully. Thank you for the kind words, Sar. It's been awesome interviewing you. You have, you are so detailed and very uh, specific about what you say. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show with us. This has been the Nobody's Famous podcast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Amrami, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places where you can listen to a podcast. You can find us. You can watch us on YouTube. Make sure you check out Sara Shafei, C-H-A-F-E-I on Instagram. Check out her music. Check out all her mental health talks, all the different stuff that she comes up with. It's an amazing to have, uh, uh, amazing thing to see you and make sure you check out uh, pebbleart.sa am i getting that right um yes pebble.sa <laughs> at pebble.sa uh you Thank know get you. something from her uh awesome designs this has been the nobody's famous podcast signing off